Hey, Crosspoint, this is Tyler. Today is Wednesday, April the 15th, and this is our Wednesday Word series. Today we're going to be considering Galatians chapter 5, verses 16 through 25. Here the Apostle Paul says this, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. So the Apostle Paul here is doing uh, a couple things. Obviously, the, the thing that we are concentrating on is this idea of growing in grace. And so that is obviously the main theme that I want to highlight in this passage. But I think what most particularly he's doing is talking about the two aspects or the two facets of sanctification. And so he is speaking to this reality that there is a civil war waging within the Christian. On one hand, we have the flesh, that is the sinful old fallen man. And then we have the spirit that has been given to those who have trusted in Christ as a gift as a guarantee, as a seal and sign of our salvation in Christ Jesus. And so in one sense, you have the flesh gratifying itself and desiring to sin and to disobey God, and yet you have the Holy Spirit residing within the Christian, growing and urging and spurring the Christian on in Christ's likeness. And so I think a really helpful understanding of sanctification as it relates to Galatians chapter 5 here is that there are two facets. One is the mortification of the flesh, and the other is the vivification of the spirit. Now, I obviously did not come up with these terms. These are um, historically great ideas of sanctification, and so I want to look at each of them for just a moment. So the first is the mortification of the flesh. There is a great English Puritan um, named William Ames, and actually by the New England Puritans, he was quoted even more than Luther and Calvin. And about this idea of mortifying the flesh, he says this, that we are to let our sin waste away. And so to, to, to give Paul's commentary on this, what Paul is talking about is that Christians in verse 24, to crucify the flesh. And what he has in mind there is the idea that we are the executioners of our sinful flesh in this lifetime, and that we must bear the burden of seeing that crucifixion through to the very end. Now, obviously, we understand, and Paul even elaborates here uh, a couple of times, and many times in the book of Galatians, that our works are not what save us. We cannot, on our own and by our own power, crucify the flesh. But with the power of the Spirit, we are to live this life putting our sins to rest, to, to, to killing them. And so we are to crucify them. We are to be the executioners. And so a few things about that. 
The first thing, if we are to crucify the sins of the flesh, we must come to grips that there are actually things in our life, even as believers, that need to die. And we must be dutifully willing to nail them to the cross of crucifixion. That means that we are going to have to do the hard work of denying the passions and desires of the flesh. And not only denying them, being on the lookout, keeping our head on a swivel in identifying them in identifying the things that give us self-gratification and realizing these things must be nailed to the cross. They must die. They cannot live so long as we are to live with the Spirit. The second thing is this, is that crucifixion, it's a long-suffering death. This death will not come all at once. It's a slow, long, and painful process. But we must be willing to see it to the end. And if we see it to the end, then the death of our sin is assured, not because we have been particularly good executioners, not because we have identified and put to rest every sin in our lives, but because Christ has died for us. And so we are fighting the battle with our sin, knowing that the war has already been won. But the reality is still the same. We must be long-suffering in putting sin to death in our lives. And, and thirdly, in terms of executing our sin, we must realize that we are all going to face the temptation at some point or another to remove the nails that are pinning our sin to the cross. And we're going to f face the temptation to nurse it back to health. The reality of this passage is, is, is showing us that our flesh, our sinful fallen flesh, does not need first aid. We must put our flesh to death. And so the Spirit at every moment is calling us to do not resuscitate the old man. And yet, at every moment, the flesh is saying, be compassionate, be sympathetic to your old desires and your old ways. Be kind to them. They're not that bad. And so that's the mortification of the flesh that we have to understand. And the second thing is this, the, the vivification of the spirit. So John Calvin, the great reformer, says this, the death of the flesh is the life of the spirit. What Paul is calling us to do here is, is, is that we are to become active participants in the life of the spirit, that we are to keep in step, as verse 25 says, in living a life with the Spirit. We are to come under the submission of the Holy Spirit's influence in our life, in the Holy Spirit's guidance and spurring in our life. We must submit ourselves, not to our passions, not to our desires, but to the calling of the Holy Spirit to live in Christ-likeness. Now, one of the things I think we are very prone to do, and this again, I think it's because we are fallen humans and we are works-oriented in our flesh, is that we want to kill our sin. We want to do the hard work, or at least say we're doing the hard work, of, of putting sin to death in our lives. But we must make sure that we do not overemphasize the killing of our sin to the detriment of growing in grace and keeping in step with the Spirit. It's not a greater thing to kill our sin unless we are also keeping in step with the Spirit as we go and growing in grace. And so, just like the crucifixion of our sin in our lifetime is a lifelong steadfast process, so is growing in grace. We must be habitual growers in grace. We must keep in step. We must walk with the Spirit. And whether that's just trudging along step by step, two steps forward, one step back, or running a full-out marathon at a sprint, at any given moment in our life, our habit of spiritual exercise must be walking 
and being sensitive to the Spirit's leading in our life. We must not always be glorifying our sin and killing sin. We must also be sensitive and joyous to the fact that God has graciously given us the Spirit to make us more like Him. And so, Cross Point, let's commit to doing this. In this moment of pause, as our lives are turned on their heads, let's, let's continue to do this. Let's crucify the sins in our lives, and let's be submissive to the work of the Spirit and the ways in which God is growing us and leading us to be more like Christ in this time. Well, Cross Point, we love you, we miss you, and we're praying for you, and we can't wait until we can gather again. Have a great day.